Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad vlog and video series hiring content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOB Academy. So head over to aobacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince McClinton and I am your host. And today's guest is portrait photographer Andre Maloney, based out of South Coast, Australia. He's up bright and early to be here with us today. It's about 6 a.m. Andre's time. Andre, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to have you. How you doing? Good, good. As you said, bright and early here, but definitely worth it. Yeah, it's good to it's good to be up early. Actually, not shooting today, but yeah, relaxing and having a chat with someone who wants to talk about photography. Absolutely, I appreciate you uh, getting up bright and early to to join us today. Why don't you start us off with giving us a little bit more background on yourself? All right, so so I'm a portrait photographer out in Australia, as you said, and I've been doing it for about four years now. Got into it got into portrait photography because um, a friend actually asked me, she goes, you have a camera, can you take a photo for me for my Facebook profile? And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I ended up having like a really good time. You get to connect with people. So like, that's what I enjoyed. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing that. So I just kept trying to meet people and take photos as much as I could. And it's kind of a, kind of just happened like that getting into the portrait photography aspect of it um it was a bit of a bit of a struggle at the start but yeah that's that's a whole that's a whole another story we can cover a little bit further in the podcast yeah yeah no definitely so today's podcast ladies and gentlemen will be basically talking about you know covering as much as we can around portraiture shooting portraits the art the science and hopefully some uh, maybe some of the business aspect as well. And so to start us off, I guess, like, why don't you explain what was it that drew you into portrait photography versus any other type of photography? So I I feel like when you start photography, you get your camera, you go out your backyard and you start taking photos of flowers and, and blades of grass because you're excited to start taking photos. And then I did. I did the same as same as any other photographer. I started doing the landscapes, and that was fun. Fun for fun for a while, and it's really good. It's it's such a good art form shooting landscapes, and I wish I could do it more. And I think I am going to do it more this year. It's um, so different and versatile. You can get such a different shot every single time you go out. But the thing that drew me into portraits was everything's different. Everything you shoot is always different. There's a different model you're shooting with. You have to make them feel comfortable. You have to understand who they are. You have to hear their stories. The weather can be different. The location's different. Outfits are different. Everything's so different that you have to adapt to every aspect of it. Otherwise, unfortunately, that portrait slowly falls apart because, unfortunately, if the model doesn't feel comfortable then it kind of shows in the photos. And that's the hardness of it is what drew me into it. There's a there's a hard 
part to it, but it's also very easy at the same time. Once once you understand how to how to kind of read people, right? Yeah, so that's that's what kind of drew me in. And and how long have you been taking portraits for? So for now, for about three years, yeah. And is this yeah, so is this is this like a, is it just a hobby? Is it a full time job? Is it is it so split in the it's middle? it's kind of split in the middle to half half half. Started off as a hobby, so I I work in a family business. We um build kitchens and custom furniture, and then every every chance I'd get after work or before work on the weekends, I'd be yeah taking photos every single weekend or morning or afternoon. For yeah, since for pretty much three years now and I'd be doing crazy stuff like working all week from like seven till seven and then going out on the weekends and catching a train up to Bondi going to shoot not getting home till 11 o'clock and then going back to work the next week just to just to get that experience to get that to get that shot to um establish myself in in this game yeah I love it, man. You're doing a good job. Big fan, big fan of your portraits. I, I especially, I remember that the first, I think the first series of portraits that really stuck out to me from you were like, uh, you had like a girl, I think like in a red bandana wrapped around her head, mm-hmm. you know, bright, beautiful eyes. And then I really loved the, some of the shots you had in Greece. You had some really clean portraits of like, there's this girl in front of a window and she had like a little hat yeah, on, And that was like one of my favorite favorite photographs i still remember that one um and so that's a that's a um that's a funny story actually because that photo there that you're speaking of the one that looks like seeing grace that's um that's actually in sydney Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but um it looks like you're in grace and like i tagged it as in grace and everyone's going oh how'd how'd you go to grace i saw you yesterday i'm going it's it's not grace it's actually sydney but um it's crazy how you can create such an atmosphere Literally, that's one window right. right next to it's a brick wall and the other side's like got road. So it's it's crazy how you can create such an atmosphere from a still image in your one, like in that frame. You can create like you're in a different world. You can create anything you want really within that space. Um, it's really up to the person who's creating, really up to the photographer and the model because you both collaborate together to create that to create that shot. So it's it's always 50-50 as in you have ideas and the model have ideas. And funnily enough, she she saw that and goes, oh, I like, because she's been to Grace. She's like, oh, I've seen, like, this looks really cool. Let's do a photo here. So it's, it's always that 50-50 collaboration between the model and the photographer that really makes the best shot. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. And I love, I love how creative you are. It's so true. You can, you don't have to, you don't always have to travel somewhere to, to necessarily take a photo there. It's like, you know, go find the little piece of grease in your hometown, get creative in your own space and environment and go find special locations and, and places to where you can create a frame that could be from anywhere. hundred percent. It's, it's such a thing where people, don't travel around their own hometown, um, and then, and in fact, they miss out on so many good spots that they could take photos of just because they think they go, oh no, I, I live here. It's, it's boring. When 
sometimes my favorite thing to do is like I'll challenge myself. I go, sweet, I'll chuck a 50 mil on the camera and then I'll just drive somewhere close to me, jump out of the car and I'll walk for 10 minutes and I've got to make a photo series out of that. And you see so much different things you wouldn't see because you take that time to find it. You take that time to explore. And that's like, that's just one thing I do. I do it like once or twice a month. I go and I try and just find spots around me that I can make look good. Yeah. I love that. That's such a phenomenal exercise. I've never heard that from anyone before. And it's so practical and it's so doable. Anyone could do it. Just pick a place, drive up, walk around 10, 20 minutes and create a series of images from that and that'll force you to be creative that'll force you to utilize your eye and find unique perspectives and to do things it'll put you in a time crunch you're not out there forever just wandering around and 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 i think that could really help build your creative eye and and for composition and, and color and lines and everything else and so I'm going to use that and I might talk about that more in advance uh, in another Definitely. episode or something. But I think that's such a cool training exercise for photographers. Appreciate you sharing that with us. So no. I want to start off a little bit, you know, who inspires you as a photographer? So you're in a portraiture. What portrait photographers do you look up to that inspire you and that kind of helped you kind of de- maybe develop some of your own style? So there's a few photographers. They're not necessarily insta famous, like, they're just people that I know from my, the people that inspire me really are the people that I know, the people that I surround myself with because the people that you surround yourself with are always going to influence you in ways that that other people can't because you, you respect them in a, in a certain way that no one else can get that respect from you. So it's the people that are around me. There's a few friends, like I have a mate, Rodrigo, he creates such incredible portraits and like his style and the way he edits is incredible and he takes the time to the same as me he takes the time to get to know the model so then he knows what would suit that person and like so that that's what inspires me but there's the typical there's the peter mckinnon there's the g lopez there's all these kind of instagram as you see that you go nah these these are some sick shots and that's kind of where it's different for me because they're very clean, very cut, very, in a way, editorial and also professional where if you sometimes look at my shots, they kind of look, you go, oh, that's a very Pinterest shot. Like that's a very, it's grainy and it looks, um, it's meant to look like old and vintage, like it's taken ages ago. That's where it kind of differs, but there's those kind of, people that really inspire me and it's it's also necessarily not necessarily photographers but other models that um inspire me to create different shots because they always have different ideas they always have different outlooks on things because they're on the outside and we're on the inside and they can bring so much to the so much to the table if you just let them talk and you can listen yeah gotcha no totally totally understand all that and with that said there's so much that goes into being a portrait photographer. It's a lot more collaborative, you know, than being a landscape photographer, which is very one-sided. What advice would you like, let's just go ahead and, and, and help the beginning, you know, people that are wanting to get into portrait photography, where do they start? You know, they have a camera, they have some glass. What's next? 
Next is to reach out to any friends that you have that might be interested in in portraits. It's it's no harm in asking. You know what I mean? Like you can always. So for, do you think friends is is it? A, do you think it's better to start with friends first over models? And B, if so, why? So, yes, start with friends first because you know them. And when you know someone, that's when you create a good shot because you know stories about them and you can bring those stories out. What creates a good shot isn't necessarily everything working right. It's more making everyone feel comfortable and bringing those stories that you know about that person like you might know that when they were when they were 10 they had a they fell off their skateboard it's stupid stuff like that that you can then go okay I can use this to in this way it's the stories that the people tell it's the stories of family it's the stories of memories that you have together that really piece those photos together to create something magical something that really when someone sees it you go that person truly looks happy they really look genuinely happy to be there and that's what you want to create so definitely start with friends you definitely start with friends because they know you and then funnily enough once you shoot with a friend then another friend of their friend wants a photo and then that's how it starts and then you keep growing your connections you start getting more and more people it's it's there's so many various ways to do it but like that's the way I did it I started with friends and then slowly grew out and then I started messaging models and um that kind of stuff the Instagram models and it slowly grew from there and then slowly slowly their friends wanted photos and then you have this massive community of people in your own world that you can go I know if I call this person they'll 100% show up if I need someone like quick. It's that kind of a, you build that connection with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think building rapport uh, with people is so important, especially for portrait photography or interview type work or anything, anything that when you're kind of accessing a, a different side of a human, that's a more vulnerable side. You kind of have to build a connection with them first to get them to open up. And so how do you go about building rapport with models to help them feel more comfortable around you? It it starts literally, it does start from when either they message you or you message them. It has to 100% always be respectful. in, And that's just, you know, a rule in life, to be honest. But it starts from when you when you get in contact with them, you have to make them feel comfortable straight away because at the end of the day, look, it is, they have every right to judge. They have every right to question because it's the world that we live in at the moment, unfortunately, where there are a lot of photographers out there that are dodgy. Like there's that list that came out with all the photographers that were doing dodgy stuff. And it's, it's unfortunately sucks. It does suck that that happens, but you kind of can also use that to your advantage. So you use you use yourself and you give them your personal profile. Always, like even if it's a model trying to look for a photographer, there's a few things that are key to like going, okay, do I want to shoot with this photographer or do I want to 
skipping past this one and find another one. It's you have to look at their tagged page. You have to look at who they are as a person. See if you can connect with that person. It's it's that there that that for the models is very important. But on the photography side, some people argue like it's not the photographer's job to make the model feel comfortable. But at the end of the day, it's kind of fifty fifty. And it's also the photographer's job as much as it is the models. But more on the photographer's side is that, like, I, I when I message people or they message me, I send them my personal profile and I go, this is my personal profile. Check it out. Suss it out if you want. Um, this is what I do. There's pictures on there of me with my sister. There's pictures of me on there with my family. It shows them that you're a real human in a sense it shows them that okay i can put a name to the face because once you put a once you put a name to the face it makes them feel more comfortable with what's the what the situation's going on cuz 100% taking a photo with a stranger is is daunting and scary cuz you don't know them so so you so, saying don't be like one of those photographers that nowhere on their instagram and nowhere on the website they actually have at least a single photo of themselves and a little bit of information about themselves no model wants to go and shoot with a complete stranger that they have no insight into not at, at all. all they definitely don't want to do that like think of it think of it as dating <laughs> so say say you're dating and like someone sets you up you want to know as much information about that person before you show up so you can impress them and it's kind of the same thing as you want to know as much information about the model you're shooting with and they want to know as much information about you as possible so that it runs smoothly so and that it runs sure you're not some psychopath right yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. that's that's always that's always a question that yeah goes through so after like after that after i've sent in my personal profile and all that and we've chatted for a bit i say all right let's grab a coffee that the key part that i do every single shoot obviously if i can is i go and i meet them and we go have coffee and it's just we can have a chat. They can see if they're comfortable shooting with me. Um, we can talk ideas. And most of the time we don't even talk about ideas. We just ramble off like we tell stories. And it's just you connect with the person. And the photography is really the last thing that comes into it. But then also you find that once you've connected with someone, it's also the easiest part doing the photography because you know them. You've great. You've gained that friendship. Like there's there's – a heap of models that I've shot with who I keep in contact now and I've shot with them two years ago. Like you build that friendship and you have that forever. It's it's such an important part in the portrait game is is having that friendship with people. Yeah. I love that relationships are very important and, and with that said, I was curious if there are specific specific do's and don'ts for portrait etiquette so like what are the hey like these are red flags photographers i see people like what are things that you see or hear other photographers doing that are hard stops like do not do these things and then this is proper etiquette you should go about doing things this way first of all like i do get asked this a lot by other photographers like how do you message your models and like how do you get to shoot with so many people it's Unfortunately, it's the way that I am as a person that kind of makes it easier for me is in obviously number one, just don't be creepy. Like that's a pretty simple one, right? But 
there's other aspects where you go straight away the the photographer will go here are my ideas this is what i want to do sometimes you got to step back and go okay i'll ask the model what what photo she wants to do because at the end of the day you're doing something together and you want them to be happy with the photo so you want them to go i actually really like this style and once you've asked them what style they like you can go okay this is what their vibe is. This is what they want to do because a lot of photographers over summer, especially in Australia, like because everyone's always at the beach, everyone's always swimming, they, you find them always wanting to shoot bikini straight away. And like that's that's not comfortable for many people. Like that's awkward because you're half naked and then some guy's got a camera shoved in your face. Like that's 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 not fun. It's, it's the, the part where... There's a few do's and don'ts where if you just rock up and you don't show respect to the person, to the model, whoever you're shooting with, that's a big don't. It's unfortunately, if you don't show respect to people, they're not likely to show respect back to you. So it's that that key part where there's, there's so many different aspects because everyone does everything differently, but it's 100% that you just do's are respect the model. You have to... Um, Show them your any form of identification, personal page, kind of show them who you are. I would say meet them because that's that's something that I find important when I do shoots because I just find it goes so much more smoothly and the models feel more comfortable. And it's, it's just a, a thing that helps the whole process go really well because then you – you find yourself sitting there and you, you're having your coffee and then you're shooting ideas across the table and they're going, yeah, no, I love that. Let's do this. And it's it's very um, – they feel more invested in the shoot, if that makes sense. No, definitely. So is that something you do before – like on the day of the shoot and you just meet with them like an hour or two beforehand and, and hash it out or do you meet with them once and then if that goes well, then you guys move forward and figure out a shoot date and all that good stuff? So it depends, depends where they live, but usually I meet them a day before. Um, so like a different day and then we'll do a shoot maybe two weeks later. So it's, it's, I meet them before just because like it fits into my timetable and stuff. And I've also, also find that it's, it's more, you get more connection if you meet them and there's no camera. It's just you, you sit there and you just eat because so I'm I'm Wog, I'm Italian, so we bond over food. So straight away, as soon as you start eating food, like it's it's great. Like you start connecting with the person and I find that when there's no camera, there's no talk of anything camera related until you really have to. It's 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 very it's very good it's a very good way to do it because they feel comfortable straight away. They don't go, Oh, when's he gonna ask about this? When's he gonna do this? Because Obviously, if you show up and you got your camera sitting on the table, it's they're always going to be looking at it. They're always going to be distracted by it. So you want to minimize, like, take away any um, distractions that might make them feel uncomfortable, and just have a chat with them. Just talk to them as a person. Just connect with that person and learn what they like doing. Listen to their stories, hear their ideas, and then you can create something special. Yeah. Oh. I love it. So what does that workflow look like? What is that co creative collaboration process between you, the photographer and the model? 
look like? Do you have like a, a wireframe? Do you have like a few questions that you always ask the model to get things going? Do you just kind of go in there with nothing, pen and paper? Like what does that process look like for you? So for me, it starts when um, I ask all my questions like through Instagram or however they contact me, email, whatever. I ask all my questions through there so then I have it written down already. And then I just – I pretty much ask like what ideas do you have? Like what shots do you like on Instagram? What have you been liking recently? And they'll send me a few and I go, okay, sweet. We can we can do these. And then I'll ask um, – like we'll make a Pinterest board with a, a few and then I'll add them in and they can add stuff and I'll add stuff in. And then when we're there on the day, we can at the end talk, go, all right, sweet. Like I saw you like this photo and this, um, this is the location I think would work for this. Um, this is the outfit that would look good along with this and all that color science, like what outfits fit with what landscapes and what colors and what time you have to shoot at. All that comes into play when we meet and we talk and we go, okay, sweet, like this is the shot we want to do, this is the outfit we want to use, this is the location, and then this is the time we've got to shoot at. It's um, that kind of workflow where – because they – they unless they've been doing it for a while, they don't know what times are best to shoot. They don't know what what things would look. They do they do because they, they are women and they know how to – like look good and dress and they all know this all this stuff so listen to them use that use that part of use that part where they know so much just listen and then they can teach you so much right yeah they're intuitive they're natural i mean they're the ultimate creators right and yeah 100 so they definitely have the great ideas with that said i'm curious you had said uh i just lost my train of thought you had said something oh yeah you had said something about then you choose the outfit based off the colors, etc. How does that work? Like, are these are these models bringing their own clothing? Because like this is where portraits get wild, right? You start talking about clothing and hair and makeup artist and yep. whatever else you know that's involved in these shoots, and then all of a sudden you start. I mean, by the time it's all said and done, it's like you got you got quite the production on your hands. And so, how does mm. all that work? So like I I literally shoot from something small scale where it's literally they do their own hair and makeup and clothes all the way to where I've had makeup artists, stylists, um, hair hair stylists, clothes stylists, and um, on either side, it's it's you have to always make it like those people up on the other other end when you have all the stylists and the everything you have to make it feel like it's just you and the model taking the shot because and that's hard to do because everyone's always there they got their iPhones out doing BTS and going oh look at this and doing Instagram stories when there's a lot of distractions people tend to lose their train of thought and they they tend to kind of fall back into themselves and not really show who they really are and that's that's the part that I do with my shots is I make the person show who they who they really are who they're who they want to be like there's a heap of shots on my profile where they're laughing and smiling and like all those laughs and smiles they're all genuine real laughter and real smiles because that like I bring that out in people because that's that's the photography that I like I like seeing people laughing and smiling like my goal at the end of the day is to make people feel better about themselves 
after we do the shoot. I want to, I want people to leave feeling better than when they first showed up. I want people to look at that photo and go, yeah, no, I look beautiful. I look incredible. And going back to that whole production set, it's, it's either or it, they're both good in each way, but I tend to find, I like doing it where the model does their own makeup and their own hair and it and it's just simple and it's just easy it's just it's a relax it's no stress like my shoots are very laid back we go to the cafe we have coffee we go just walk around sometimes we go to the markets <laughs> it's we just walk around and you get to know the person and then you go sweet all right let's go let's go take some photos and by the time you take some photos you already like know what you're gonna do you like sweet stand stand over there like look to the left and you're doing all the shots and I, I personally find that I like it when it's just simple and easy right. because I've been I've been doing this for three years and it's I worked full time while while I'm doing it. I still do now and it's I want to enjoy my weekend so I don't want to have the massive stress of organizing 20 people to show up and do this and do that it's I want it to be easy I want it to be fun I want it to be simple and that's that's the way that I tend to shoot and I mean portraits still come out just as good and it's it's yeah simple and easy I, I really love what you said about wanting to make people feel good and, and and bringing them out and i think it's really beautiful to utilize portrait photography to empower people and i've never really thought about it that way until you said that and i'm all about empowering people but i never really considered myself a portrait photographer although i've definitely taken portraits but thinking about it in that aspect of you know taking people out and 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 maybe talking with them and hearing their stories and then taking a, a an empowering portrait that shows the true version of themselves and making them feel good and, and getting over those fears and things uh it's something i never really thought about but now my brain's sitting here thinking as i'm talking yeah. to you about ways yeah. that i could incorporate that and start doing portraits and feel like and have a reason to do them and, and, and have a, a vision, I guess, for the portraits rather than just going out and taking photos of pretty people, right? Um, <clears throat> male or female. And so I really appreciate you saying that that really struck home. And I think that, uh, relate to a lot of people listening to this episode. Yeah. No, and it's, it's an incredible thing to do. Like I do it every weekend. I, I love what I do because I get to make people, I get to make people sometimes forget about the shit things going on in their life. Like I, I get to make them forget all that. And then for that split second when they're laughing and they're smiling and they're enjoying themselves, that makes me feel good. I enjoy, like I love that part of it where I can, for that split second, they forget all the things that have gone on. And then they look at the photo and they sometimes I'll look at it and they'll go, no, nah, that's that's amazing. And you see them like turn and run and then run back like that. That's when they're laughing and smiling and they they're loving it. That's that for me there. That's worth worth more than money to me. For me to see them happy, to see them smiling, to see them enjoying themselves because I did something that changed that. Like I changed their state. I created this beautiful energy within them. Like for me, I'm like, I'm done. I'm going home. I'm, I'm set. This is great. Right. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that. I, I, you know, you got me really thinking. I never realized like how much power portrait photographers hold within their hand. Like you, you really do have the power to, 
truly inspire someone and motivate someone and, and show the true authentic version of someone and, and help them reconnect with something they may have lost or been missing, et cetera. But you guys also have the, the power to tear someone down and to really mm. break a person. You know, I've seen not so great portrait photographers post photos of people that, you know, weren't that good. And, and the model for say never saw the images and then the guy just yeah. posted them. And then now there's like this terrible photo with this nasty, terrible edit on mm. it. You know, the lips are blue and the skin tones, you know, cause they're trying to do some crazy edit and how, yeah. yeah how, do you, how do you feel about that stuff? Like I never really thought about that because I mean, you guys, you guys have a lot of power. Mm, that definitely is a lot of power. And like what you said, I see, I see it all the time and I hear the stories from other models that tell me like, oh, I shot with this photographer and it just, it was, it was awful. And like, that's what made me write those two blogs, not necessarily to write blogs. It was just, I wanted to get that information out there to, to help people to choose and pick a photographer that would benefit them. Not that I want to show up to a, sh a shoot and then, like you said, they leave and then they don't never get the photos and they, they look awful. Like it's that, that part of it sucks. Like that, that's the part that I was like, nah, that, that needs to change. That's one thing that needs to change is so, that. So and what's the etiquette? What would be the, so let's, so let's just, for example, let's say a non-paid shoot. Cause that's probably the norm. A yeah. paid shoot is different, right? At that point, it's like, Hey, you paid the model, yeah. put out your photos. Like you paid her for her mm. time. Most people are just having fun and, and collaborative and creating together and, and building each other's portfolios, etc. Yeah. Which I did for the, like the three years that I was doing it. Yeah. And so what do you, is it, is the proper etiquette to send maybe selects over to the model before you start posting stuff or like, what does that process look like? Because I mean, I, I mean, I've just perfect example. My girlfriend has had people take, you know, her photo and then without showing her anything, just toss it up and, and we see the edit and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, and she's so, like embarrassed and she's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that that's the part that that's the part that's hard. Like so for me personally, I so I'll go through and say I've taken 600 photos. I'll edit those 600 photos. Obviously excluding the blinking ones and the and the ones that like don't look like blurry and all that kind of stuff, but I'll edit those 600 photos and then I'll I'll upload them to Dropbox and I'll send it to them and they'll have a look and I go, yeah, I love these. And then you go, okay, sweet. And then you start posting your shots and it's always, it's you, 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 when you shoot the portraits, like you can get a sense of what photos they like and don't like already before you've edited them. So you kind of go off that basis where when you've shown them as you shoot, like I'll show the model, the photos and they can go, okay, sweet. I want to change this. So I want to do this. Um, and so you can gauge off them what photos a good post because you know what ones they like already it's you have to be in tune with all this stuff you have to while you're taking the photos read their body language read what they what they're enjoying what they're not like because that's that's one of the biggest parts is when you're shooting i see it all the time where the model's not feeling comfortable but the photographer will keep shooting anyway you go nah, 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 nah. give us a set like give it a second we'll, we'll try something different you have to always be reading their body language you have to always be reading their emotions is what are they liking what do they don't like and that all comes into play from meeting them and 
previously and talking and you can get a sense of what they like and what they don't like and yeah it's 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 hard but it's also in that way you just show them before you're gonna what you're gonna post you go is it okay if i post this and they go yeah or no and most of the time it's always yes mm-hmm. or they go don't stress like just post whatever you want and I, I trust you i know we did a good shoot right. it's yeah i'm, I'm curious it's, it's, go ahead yeah it's different for every it's different for every photographer and every model combination because people are so different but for me through that through this three years or four years that i've been doing it i've never had an issue with it so yeah I'm, I'm curious i'd love to see like a study on i would imagine i would i would i would, I would have to say that people with a high EQ, a high level of emotional intelligence are probably much better photographers for portrait, you know, probably much better portrait photographers than someone with like a high IQ, um, you know, because they're so good with people. So if you're, if you're someone that's really good with people and has a high level of emotional intelligence, try out portraiture if you're new to it and then send me an email to princej at artivisuals.com and let me know how it goes because i'm just <laughs> that would be my guess yeah that those so say people like, would excel in that type of photography for me funnily enough like before i started photography i was i was very shy i was a very shy like person i didn't really talk to many people i didn't really i didn't i, I had a lot of like friends because I was nice to everyone but I, I didn't really I wasn't outgoing I wasn't like hey let's do a shoot like that kind of stuff I didn't even know photography existed to be honest <laughs> like I got Instagram and I was like oh that's a really cool photo you know you see the typical photo of like the dolphins jumping out of the water while they're pouring champagne while someone's diving off the boat and you go how can that be real <laughs> like how does that exist and then you do photography you find out photoshop exists yeah and it's it's like that that's one of the things that always intrigued me about the photos and like i yeah i used to be really shy but i don't know like now i'm not shy anymore and like i can yeah that's exactly right the emotional side where you can understand people and you can be empathetic to people and you can really connect with someone that's that's what's important like because necessarily i don't have the technically best photos but my photos what they may lack in like the technical side they have bring up in the emotional side as in Mm. like those people really look like they're having fun those people enjoying themselves those people you you wish you were there like that's that's what you want to create yeah Yo, no, I love that. And that, and that's, that's the vibe that I get when I look at your photos. I'm just like, that looks like fun. Like, I wish I was there hanging out with them. Like they look like they're having a genuine good time. And so I love that. And we're, we're coming up on time here, but I'm curious, how do you approach photographing a model? So, you know, you've built some rapport, you guys have some ideas now, where do you, you know, how do you approach photographing the actual person? Are you making them pose? Are you like, how does that how do you do that so sometimes we'll go off depending on the person again you have to read the person but depending on the person sometimes we'll look at an idea and we'll go okay let's copy that exactly and we'll copy that exactly and then once we've got that we'll go okay sweet let's just have fun and let's do something else and like you do the same style of shot but you just do it in a heap of different ways so sometimes i'll have ideas okay i'll say like okay stand there look to the left and communication between your models and the photographer is like key. That's that's one of the most important aspects of the whole 
shoot is is um communication and you have to kind of one thing that's also important for portrait photography is knowing your camera because if you're adjusting your settings and looking at your camera and they're standing there it makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable so because they kind of go oh maybe he doesn't know what he's doing so you kind of have to know your cameras so you have to be continually talking to them while changing your settings and taking the shot so sometimes i'll get them to pose sometimes i'll just be like all right sweet let's let's run up this hill and let's so take some shots of like action shots of like a, a adventure like most of the time my shoots are group events like we go out with a few photographers a few models and we just go go have lunch we go ad, like adventure really mm-hmm. and like that's that's one of the key parts that makes it such a good shoot is because it's an adventure people like you don't have to recreate that in a still image like it's happening <laughs> so you can take those <laughs> shots so it's it's you have to put yourself in those situations where you're going to get that shot and yeah, so sometimes I'll get them to pose. Sometimes I'm just like, do whatever you think looks good. Let's just have fun. Mm-hmm. And they'll do – and then we can – and then you show them the shots. And funnily enough, when you show them the shots, they go, oh, that's sick. Okay, sweet. I'm going to do this. After half an hour, they're telling me what to do. And I'm running around going over there going, all right, sweet. All right, sweet. I'll take this shot. It's it's that collaboration again between the model and photographer where that's what makes it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that collaboration, I think is just so, so key. And I feel like there's so many skill sets that you can build up by becoming a portrait photographer, or at least pursuing to do some portraits. Uh, Even if it's not something you want to pursue full time and make money with, it just sounds like there's so much to learn from people and structure, and it'll make you a better photographer. Like I just, I don't really see any downside with shooting portraits and it'd be cool to start seeing, you know, more, more people switching it up and uh, shooting a variety of things in general, architecture, portrait, and just putting themselves out there and, and, and growing creatively. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You, you've dropped some amazing knowledge around the portrait world, and I think there's been a lot of great nuggets for anyone looking to get into portraits or any portrait photographer that's been struggling with anything. I'm, I'm hoping they found an answer here. That said, we end the podcast. I know you listen to them, but we end the podcast with photographer leaving the AOV audience with some inspiration slash motivation around you know whatever they want to base that on. So. I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor to leave the AOV community with some beautiful words of wisdom from Andre. And uh, we'll wrap it up after that. Awesome. So I guess life is kind of like you go through life and it's, it's a bunch of memories. You want to grab as many of those memories and many, many of those moments with people as possible. So hopefully they can flash before your eyes. And you want to have those memories mean something. So connect with those people that you enjoy spending time with. Connect with family. Connect with friends. Capture memories with your photography. And it's, that's pretty much it. Make memories. Capture memories. Have a good time doing it. Boom. At ISO400.photography. Make sure to give my boy Andre a follow and to check him out and check out his work. Andre, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great time chatting with you. And uh, I look forward to watching you continue to grow and to achieve more success, bro. Thanks, man. You too.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to, to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, uh, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app. Um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.